Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out www.igb.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode four of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, uh, Barry Drake. And uh, we've got a really interesting guest once again on this week's edition. And it is Eamon Cleary. Eamon, welcome to the programme. Uh, how are you doing, Barry? Very well. Um, just going through your CV over the last couple of days, um, you've got a fairly impressive uh, CV, all-star winning hurler with Wexford. You owned and um, bred Annie Power, of course, who won the champion hurdle. And you owned Bally Ann Sim, uh, winner of the 2018 Irish Greyhound Derby. There's uh, plenty to talk about, Eamon. Well, yeah, I've had a bit of luck down through the years, to be honest about it. But, um, you know, the luck comes and goes and whatever, but... Um I've been really lucky to be honest about it and um, especially with Barry Ansim, um, he brought me on a tremendous journey, absolutely tremendous and I'll never get over that one I tell you. Yeah I would imagine that was a very special uh, moment Barry Ansim. Just talk us through how about how you came about that uh, fantastic greyhound Eamon. Yeah um, he was trial one day in Shelburne Park when they trialling and um, I got a phone call I'd be always looking for good fast pubs and I like um dogs with a bit of bearded and um, especially but um, I got a phone call yeah, that saw, uh, Eugene Eugene Robinson was up there and he saw he said I saw a nice pup today he said he should, he should buy him it suits you for what you want you know? and I bought a few before that and a few things as well but um, Valley Ann Sim was this pup anyway so I said to him bring him on so we brought him on anyway and we went with him and he was beating his first race for us in the sprint and he won five in a row then. And we went on to the Padu Stakes with him after that. And um, it was a great journey there to the final. We got no draw in the final, but um, he came fifth. But the draw is very important for that dog, you know. Yeah, as you said, he was a dog with um, great early pace. And as you said, winning five on the bounce. That that must give an owner just re- a real thrill. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant, you know. But he was hand- handled really brilliantly um, with the Robinson family, you know, Mark and... Eugene, they're, they're just brilliant. They handled the dog so well, you know. That's right. And on to the, the 2018 um, Irish Greyhound Derby. Um, would have started as one of, you know, a big price that runner uh, going in uh, into the competition. What were your hopes and expectations uh, before the derby, um, Eamon? Yeah, well, to be honest, about it, I was so excited to have a dog capable of winning the derby, to be honest, about it, you know, or to be capable of running in the derby, never mind winning it. And, um, we just said we'd keep him going, and he had a lot of work to do, time to make up on the way, but he was a young dog, and um, we said we'd give him his time. Like, we, didn't, we didn't want flashy runs early on in the competition, which was at the end of it, and we took a gamble, to be honest about it. Um, we said, look, if he keeps getting through and qualifying, we'd be happy, you know? Yeah, and he really did progress um, through through the derby. Like there was there was big runs as well, and as you said, he really peaked towards the latter end of the competition. Um, he got some great draws um, in the big races. You know, finishing third to Clona players, and then onto the semi final. That was a big night, Eamon. Um, finishing runner up to Slippy Keen, but that was a a real fine performance that night. Yeah, that's um, actually. I backed. I had a good bet on him that night at fifty, at, six, at sixteen to one. I really fancied him. I would trap one that night, and I really even think this day he he won it. You know, I remember getting to speak to Michael Fortune the next day. Got to go to Michael Fortune, and the next day, and I said, God, I thought we won that last night. 
And he said, no, you're, you're not on the lines. I hadn't seen the photograph, you know. But I thought we would have won. And, but when we were drawn, when the draw was made for the final, I knew we still had, we were going to progress. I knew we were, you know. When we got trapped one in the final, like, um, we did something, I don't know about other trainers, but um, the Robinsons, they, they said, we sat down and spoke about it and said, we don't want to leave it anywhere anyway. And uh, they said, we'll give them two gallops in the week. So we got it on the Tuesday and got it on the Thursday, you know. And you coming to an end of a competition like that, which is a fair risk to take, I'd say, you know. But he wanted it and he tried on it and he loved it. And we had our trap draw. And we were quite confident now. We were. Yeah. They, 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 as you said, they're a fair risk. A lot of people would be wrapping them up in, in cotton wool and, and minding them for next week. So obviously the two gallops uh, worked. And um, I know he was available at bigger than 12 to 1 um, earlier in, in the week. I hope you had a few quid on for the final night, Eamon. Yeah, well, we waited till, till his last gallop on Thursday. And he was 20 to 1 on Thursday. And. Um, we we had we availed of that a good bit, you know. But um, we 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 backed them steady the whole way down. But after Thursday, we had a few clusters around. Cluster is a big word now in Ireland. We had a few clusters of people and friends and family around the country, and we all got on at twenty to one. Uh, for the final you know and it was a magical performance I was in Shelburne Park um, that night and um, it just really was a stunning um, all the way winning performance and uh, the outcome was really never in doubt no the outcome was in doubt and I suppose you could say Magical Bale was unlucky around the third bend but still in all um, Valiant Tim pulled out more like, Valiant Tim wasn't a 550 dog really he's a 525 but the, the way he was handled I think and the, as I said again the Robinsons did a fantastic job with him, and absolutely, it's unbelievable, you know what I mean? I'd take that one to my grave anyway, you know, because the dog just held up for him, you know? He, he was just a, he was a fantastic dog, and they, were, they had him handled properly, and that was a big thing, you know? Yeah, and what, what did you think of the whole lead-up to the Derby final experience the week before, Eamon? Yeah, well, I was on cloud time, <laughs> to be honest about it. I was absolutely, so look, I was on a different planet, you know? I probably still am, you know? It's just... I just can't believe it. Um, I, I go to the dogs an awful lot. I, I support an awful lot of tracks and that. And I go, you see me around the country anywhere with dogs. And um, I just love the buzz and I love it. And like, the derby was just something else. Like, you know, there's only one derby every year. And, you know, like as I said on the night, I wasn't even going to run him in that derby because I thought he was more of an English ty- derby type dog. You know what I mean? I thought 550 might be too tough for him. But... Um, I just to said again, the Robinsons did a fantastic job with him and they persuaded me to let him on and give him his chance and I'm glad I did. I'm so glad I did, you know. Yeah, and I think everyone was was delighted that um, Bally Anson won that derby and I think Greyhound people are always fascinated to um, find out where did the, the love, passion and interest come from for, for Greyhound racing for you, um, Eamon? How did it all come about in, in your early days? Yeah, well, just, um, in the early days, I grew up on a farm which I was lucky to growing up on a farm, you know, and we had a few dogs around the place, greyhounds. My father was uh, very interested in the coursing, and we always had a few coursing dogs around. And he was a call steward down in New Ross, and I was always up there at the coursing club down in New Ross in Ballinaboola. And um, I started grew up there with catching hares, and, and you know what I mean. That sort of way going around as they do, and um, that was the interest. And then I was hurling, hurling and playing football an awful lot. Our family is involved in a lot of sport, and I played a lot of sport, a handball, hurling, and football. And I used to find it hard 
of a match of a, when you have a match of a Sunday, you used to find it hard um, to, to put in Friday night and Saturday night, you know. Yeah. So um, I got a few graders myself, and I used to run them in Newbridge. Uh, a man called J.J. Dyle used to train them for me, and I used to love going to Newbridge on Friday night, and I was in Kildare, nobody would know me, you know what I mean? And I, I was started left alone, and you have a match on Sunday, and it just takes my mind off the matches coming up, you know, the championship match, and you'd be playing for the Kenya or something. You'd have a few dogs there, and you'd be doing Friday night, and you'd be grand sitting there watching the, watching the racing cars and the whole lot. And um, that's, the, that's the way I got into it. And then one thing that, you know, I had a lot of, had a few good dogs up and down, and Ian Riley and all that up and down through the years. But um, just enjoy it. I just love the game. Yeah, and you touched there on your, um, I suppose, your GA career and um, winning All-Star um, for, for Wexford Hurlers. There must have been some marvellous days as well in the world of GA that you enjoyed um, over the years. Yeah, with, with Club and County, we had we had tremendous success with the club, with Rackford Road, Cushionstown. Um, I think we won something like 18 championships, county championships at different levels and all that, different grades. But um, that, 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 that took a lot of doing as well. But we loved it. And just part of a community in the whole lot. And, and then when I went on to play with Wexford as well at the same time, um, I loved that. Every day I put on that jersey, I was the proudest man in Ireland, to be honest with you, you know. Yeah, and, and standout moments for, for you in, in your GA career? Standout moments, God. Um, I'd say we, we did a double in Wexford in the Intermediate Championship, um, a double in the football and the hurling. We won the two of them the one year, which was never done before, and um, that was fantastic to do it with all our local lads. Like we grew up playing soccer and handball and everything together, but we won the hurling and football championship in Wexford and brilliant standout moments. I think you know. brilliant, yeah. And GA and sport in general is such a, a great grounding for a young person as well, isn't it, Eamon? It's absolutely fantastic. Like you know, you couldn't have like I, I have three three lads now, and I had to treat them in in, in all the sports and. It's not, it's not, it's nothing about ability or anything like that. But they had great, you know what I mean? They're great young lads, and um, you couldn't be more proud of them. Like you know, and the GA, I think, put that, through, put them through that. Like you know what I mean? I think it's great for young lads. Great discipline. Yeah, it sure is. And we have to move on now to the horse racing as well because um, any power, I, I think even people that wouldn't be that interested in horse racing, they've all heard about this wonder mare, um, any power. Um, you were telling me the other day that you, you owned her first for her, I think her yeah. first race or two. Two races, yeah. Yeah, she won her own Galway and, and Wexford, Wexford and um, went on to win the champion hurdle. So how did you come about breeding such of, uh, an iconic mare? Yeah, well, Jim Bulger would be a friend would be a friend of mine, and um, Jim uh, had a horse called Tia Fila, and he ended up being a stallion. And I looked for a mare to go to him, so I bought her, her mother, at the sale to go to Tia Fila. But the, that breed that didn't happen in the end. But um, that was the reason. That's the reason why I bought her. She was a well-bred mare. The mother was, and um, and Andy Power came along and proved all that anyway. You know. Yeah, and and she won her first uh, two races. For you that must have been they must have been two proud days. Oh, fantastic! It was the last race in Galway, the first race she won, and God, it was the the the, 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 the roof nearly lifted off the stand <laughs> in Galway when she, when when they said there's any power coming around the bend now. You know, so she was well back in the day and the whole lot. That was great excitement. It was great for the family, you know. Yeah, and and of but, course Patrick Mullins rode her for the, for the first two um, races, so I would imagine he was heading back to Willie, giving them all the the right vibes about her. Uh, well, uh, it was probably a method in, in our madness getting getting Patrick to ride him as well, like you know. 
he rode him in Wexford as well. So I could see on the television afterwards, I could see when he looking at, at the mirror down in Wexford. So I was saying that's probably where the interest came from, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic mirror. She was just unbelievable, like, you know. Uh, 17 out of 19 races there was there were so many great wins along the way but I would imagine the the champion hurdle success um, when, when she beat um, my tent or yours would would, uh, would be there yeah the same in entry um, I think her, her best run ever was an entry in, in, in the entry hurdle she beat my tent or yours be 18 lengths or something like that and, I just, and never came off the bridle she was just and that was her last race, to be honest, but, but she was just fantastic, you know, and she's just one of a lifetime as well, you know, like Ballyanne Sim, just one of a lifetime, really, you know. Yeah, and we have to go back, touch on Ballyanne Sim, because he's not long retired. What's he up to, Eamon? Um, we had him getting ready for the derby this year, to be honest, but to give him another go, because he, he loves running, but he was getting a few little little niggles in that, and Mark just phoned me one day, and he just said that, Eamon, I said that, uh, you know, he's getting a few niggles, he, he, he doesn't need to run in this derby we don't, he doesn't have to prove anything and whatever and the whole ass and I said Mark it's completely up to you he said uh, I don't want to put the dog through anything that's you know what I mean so we, we started felt that he wouldn't get through the derby you know with little knocks he was getting and with a bit of age he had and whatever so we, we retired him and um, we're going to cover a few bitches with him now soon so that's what we're at but I have a few pups by him now at the moment and they're ready to, to rock and roll and they look decent like you know so we just have to wait and see yeah, we'll we'll certainly be keeping an eye on them, Eamon, and wishing you um, all the success um, with them. And are you still involved with the horses as well? I do. I have a few a few horses, a couple of horses there with um, Paddy Roach in the Curra. Uh Paddy's a young up and coming trainer. He's going to be he's going to be a fantastic trainer. I think. But anyway, I have a couple of horses with him anyway, and um, I'm, they're 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 going all right. They're going okay for me at the moment anyway. So we'll have runners throughout the summer anyway. So. Uh, pl- plenty to look forward to between horses and greyhounds. Yeah, that's 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 for sure. So you, you can't beat the sport, you can. No, you cannot, I mean, I think it's keeping us all going um, more so now with what's going on here in the world. Um, just in terms of this year's Irish Greyhound Derby, I would imagine you're you're keeping um, a close eye on proceedings. It got off to a, a flying start last weekend at Shelburne Park. Um, so many um, Greyhounds in with a chance, as there always is. And if you were to narrow it down, um, what, what, what would you put forward? Um I tell you now, I, I think it's going to be very, it's an open, very open derby this year. I think the track is flying up there at the moment. You know, you see with the times and the whole ass, absolutely, they're, they're like rockets at the moment going around. Um, there's one, uh, there's one dog that's taken me eye a little bit, and that's Robert Leeson's Toolmaker Sydney. Um, I think he, I think he'll play a part at the latter end of this derby anyway. I think. One to keep an eye on. I think he's got a great draw this weekend. That's right. Um, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on him. Eamon, it was um, brilliant speaking to you. We appreciate you um, taking time out um, to, to join us on this new Talking Dogs podcast. And uh, as I said earlier, we're wishing you um, every success going forward in, in, in life, horses and, and greyhounds because um, you were a, a most popular winner of the Irish Greyhound Derby back in, in 2018. And uh, we'll be keeping a close eye um, on your greyhounds and horses going forward thanks very much Barry much appreciated Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake for all the latest greyhound racing news check out www.igb.ie forward slash talking dogs